you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. Hey, podcast listeners, it's Randy here. And I wanted to let you guys know about something that I made for you. It's called the Badass Mom's Guide for a Happier Household. And it is an ebook that you will download and you'll be able to write in. And it's got all kinds of tips and tools and some of my favorite exercises so that you can get on the road to taking action and really creating a happier household. I wanted to offer this to you because I know a lot of you are looking for resources and really struggling right now. So go ahead and download my free guide. It's called The Badass Mom's Guide for a Happier Household. And you go to mastermindparenting.com forward slash free guide. That's mastermindparenting.com forward slash free guide. Hope you enjoy it. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast, where we believe when your thoughts grow, the conversations in your home flow. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, episode 32. So I wanted to give you guys a little clip of a tool I taught kind of off the cuff in my private group. And it is Mastermind Parenting Tool for Minis, which is under three. I haven't typically focused on our little bitty ones. And I taught a workshop for some teachers um, and somebody asked me, what about our kids that are like 15 months old that are nonverbal? And at the same time, I had one of my Mastermind Moms saying, you know, I would really love some tips on how these tools work for little tiny ones. Because I kept saying, like, it's the, the tools are the tools. You're going to change the way you communicate the tools and the way and the conversation you have based on your child's age of development. But it honestly, these tools work from birth up, you know, I mean, my oldest child's 20. So for sure they work birth through 20. Like I use the exact same tools. I just changed my language based on the stage of development. And so I had a couple of requests from, um, from the mom and the teachers basically saying like, but what does that look like with a nonverbal kid? So, uh, I just wanted to show what it looks like. And I wanted to show how we basically, you know, simplify it and do a lot of repetition and, but we're still communicating in a way where we focus on the behavior we want versus putting all the focus on the behavior we don't want. And, uh, and it's really all about mastering our own mind and changing our own programming to start focusing on 
asking for what we want. It's so simple, but yet it just does not come naturally till we train our brains for it to come naturally. So for all of you guys who have little ones, I think you're going to find this very short and sweet episode helpful and uh, would love to hear your feedback and hope that you guys are doing it. So I'm at this teacher training and we're teaching the productive conversation and one of the teachers says, but what about when you have nonverbal ones? Like we have 15 month olds and we workshopped what a productive conversation looks like with a 15 month old. What I said to the teachers was, you know, you gotta kind of think human dog training, right? Like with a, with a little one, we're gonna repeat we focus on what we focus on grows. We're gonna repeat the behavior we want over and over again. And that's where the walking feet, walking feet, walking feet, we're gonna put words to the behavior we want. We're gonna shape their beliefs around who, how we want them to show up in our classroom or in our home. So example, the other day, that teacher said, so what about, what about I have a 15 month old and um, he tackles, he, he, you know, he's happy. He's a happy kid, but he tackles his friend. And then I've even seen him, he goes to the car with mom and he goes and tackles the baby in the car. And he, no matter what we do, we tell him he keeps tackling, no. You're gonna hurt the baby, how would you feel? Blah, 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 blah. So we workshopped it and I said, this is what you do with Tommy the Tackler, the 15 month old. You put words to the reason why he's tackling. Okay, this is the positive intent part, you guys. So, so he goes and he tackles and he tackles and he tackles and you go and I said, I said first, you go to the kid that was just tackled, victim first, that's when I started realizing you guys they can use the sibling tool in the classroom. So you go victim first. I said, first of all, you go to the victim, whoever just got tackled, you make sure they're okay. You put all your eyes on the victim, you're making sure the victim's okay. Hi there. And, um, and then, and you know, you know, you were just over here playing and next thing you know, Tommy came over and, and tackled you. That might've been scary. Or that, that might've been, that might've hurt you. You know, are you okay? Is there anything I can do to help? Are you okay? Are you okay? So, um, so you got him. You got, I said, you got one arm, one hand kind of on Tommy the Tackler where you're sending him a nonverbal cue of like, I got you. You're not in trouble. I got you. I'm present with you. I'm here with you. So you got one hand kind of on the tackler. So we're not going to go to the tackler first. We're not going to start admonishing him because you're not gonna teach him different behavior. When y'all admonished him, did it ever teach him different behavior? They're like, no, he just kept doing the same behavior. I said, exactly. So, you're gonna put your hand on Tommy the Tackler, and then when you go to Tommy the Tackler, you're gonna say, you were so excited, you wanted to play with your friend, and you went and you jumped on him. And, and he's gonna look at you and you're gonna say, you didn't know another way to play with him more gently. And he's gonna look at you and you're gonna say, okay, Here's the deal, gentle hands with friends. Gentle hands with friends, okay? So you've got a little explanation. It's the same thing when Tommy the Tackler goes to the baby. Mommy's gonna say, positive intent. You're so excited to see the baby. You were so excited, you wanna kiss him, you wanna squeeze him, you wanna get him. 
and babies are very fragile. Gentle hands with the baby. Gentle hands with the baby. So there's our little explanation. Next, every time we catch them going towards the friend, going towards the baby. Remember, gentle hands, gentle hands, gentle. We're going to repeat it often. We're going we're gonna to repeat it often. We've established now the set of rules. We've let them know, you know, it's not that you meant to hurt your friend. It's not that you meant to hurt your baby. We've seen his perspective and we've recognized it and we've let him know we don't think that you're a bully or mean or, or you know or you're doing and your intent is not to hurt anyone your intent is good you just love your friend and you want to jump on him you love your baby and you want to kiss him up okay we are assuming positive intent and we are repeating it to them and we're establishing that set of parenting rules by saying we get you we feel you then we're going to repeat it often. Now we've said it, so we're going to train. We're going to do our human training, especially with the little ones, and we're going to say, "Here's the deal, you know, gentle hands with the baby. Gentle hands with the baby. You're so excited. Gentle hands with the baby, and you know, mommy can give them a different behavior to do instead of jumping on the baby. Mommy can." Um, say you're so excited. You can come and squeeze mommy's legs. You can, you know, you know, put your hands, boom, 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 boom. Do like a drum on the seat. You can jump up and down. You can do all these excited things because you're just so excited to be your baby, to see your baby, and your baby loves you. How lucky is baby Zach to have a big brother that loves him so much? And remember, babies are fragile. Gentle with the baby. Gentle with baby. So every time they go to the baby, gentle, gentle. That's right. That's right. Gentle. Okay. And I said that same exact thing in the classroom. We're going to repeat. We've established it, right? We've gone victim first. We've gone and assumed positive intent with Tommy the Tackler. And now every time we see Tommy the Tackler getting riled up, because it's really a state of him not being regulated, they, can, they could recognize when he was starting to get kind of riled up. You're going to remind him. You're going to say, Tommy, remember, gentle hands, gentle hands gentle hands. You're so excited. Jump up and down when you're excited. Go over to the trampoline. Go and punch the beanbag. And remember, gentle hands with the friends. Gentle hands. This is it, you guys. Okay, I hope you guys enjoyed that little Facebook live clip from uh, me kind of talking off the cuff about how to use mastermind parenting with little minis, even nonverbal minis. And it's really just, just to kind of recap it, you're gonna be seeing the child's perspective. You're gonna be assuming positive intent. Tommy the Tackler, he didn't mean to hurt his friend. He didn't mean to hurt his baby. When he's getting all riled up on the inside, he's just feeling a little unregulated. And so even when you have a child that does act out in ways that seem mean or aggressive to another child, it's always a sign of not being in control of their emotions on the inside. And so when we assume positive intent, like even when it's a little kid that grabs a toy away from another kid and you're like, you wanted to, you wanted to turn with the red truck and you forgot the words to ask. You forgot to ask your friend, I have a turn, I have a turn. And then we're going to repeat that often. Uh, you know, we're going to repeat it. We're teaching it to them, and then we're going to repeat it over and over and over again. And this is how we 
this is how we focus on the behaviors that we want to see more of. We're going to establish it, then we're going to repeat it off, and then we're going to be following through consistently. Remember, little tiny people, all the little minis, they are so malleable. So when we don't accidentally make their behavior mean something that it doesn't, we don't assign adult meaning to a 15-month-old's behavior or a two-year-old's behavior and, and think that they're destined to be the mean girl or the bully or the, you know, Like, no, that's not it. Most of the time, they're just feeling unregulated on the inside of their body. And they went and they were in, you know, the heat of the moment. And they just did something impulsive. So what we want to do is we want to um, establish the behaviors that we do want. And we just want want to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it so that they can hear it so many times that that's what starts to come naturally. And when little kids... I heard um, Dr. Bruce Lipton, who I like to, I like to quote him often, who's this amazing cellular biologist and kind of like the king of this field called epigenetics. So Bruce Lipton says, every adult that is, you know, in charge of a little tiny person, especially between zero and the age of seven, any opportunity we can, we want to shape their belief system with words like, you are amazing, you are brilliant, you are beautiful, you can do anything you want, you are kind, you're such an amazing big brother, you're such a good friend. We wanna shape their beliefs with that. So the positive intent, it serves that purpose as well. We're, We're really instilling these values and these confidence building kind of self esteem, little self esteem building blocks you know, within their belief system so that they realize like, like, like I'm just this little tiny kid and I just wanted to turn with that thing. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person. We really have an opportunity to, um, to really shape these kids when they're in our care, if we just see it the right way. So I hope you guys found this helpful and, uh, please means the world to me. If you leave a review on the podcast, Um, and subscribe and would love to hear from you.